right, I get it right, I get it wrong, I get it wrong. Say thank you for joining us on this morning. Thank you for joining us on this morning. Um, we just so much appreciate you. And we're, um, as you know, we did experience daylight savings time, but it's okay. How many of you know it's all right? Amen. Um, and I really just want to say uh, thank you to all of the volunteers who came out on this past Thursday. Um, for our mobile market, our mobile market, if you were not able to be a part of that um, or even just to come out and um, partake of that blessing that God has blessed us with, we encourage you to come on out on the next one. We do it every second Tuesday of the month. Amen. Yes. Come on, y'all. Every second Tuesday of the month, um, we're here from 1 to 2.30 and people get to come out. And they get to shop and um, just enjoy uh, what blessing uh, God has given us to bring to the community here. So we say thank you for that. Um, And then the other thing that I wanted to uh, talk about, and let me find my, there we go. Um, I wanted to uh, let everyone know that we are registering right now for what we call employing health employing healthy families virtual classes um, employing healthy healthy families virtual classes okay what what is that um, that is a, a program that uh, Virginia Tech is co-hosting with open altar worship center and um, what will if you go to our Facebook I mean not Facebook page but if you go to our website, um, www.oawcva.com go to the events link um, then you will events tab you will see uh, that uh, announcement there the classes start April the 9th um, and they will be from 12 I mean 11 to 1 o'clock okay what is uh, uh, empowering healthy family virtual classes um, pretty much what it is it is um, like I said, in partnership with uh, Virginia Tech University, and the what what it will be, it will be virtual classes that will be taught. You won't even have to come in the building if you don't have a hotspot, if you don't have a computer. Um, Virginia Tech is actually going to let you lease one. They're going to let you lease one or two. How many? Two per family. So that's big. Um, but what we want to do, we want to bring this to, uh, uh, to grades level one through five. And now we, we are, we're focusing on grade levels one through five, but we're also, they have it from sixth grade on up to teens level. And what it is doing, um, we also want to get the parents or the guardian involved. And so what this is doing, we are going to be teaching some virtual classes that are going to be talking about um, being healthy, uh, being able to, we're going to provide um, education on nutrition, physical activity, um, also parenting practices that's what the adults are going to get the the young people are going to get you know eating healthy making right choices and eating healthy help helping to keep our bodies healthy how many of you know that it's important for that it's going to talk about um drinking water or milk or instead of sweetened beverages eating more vegetables fruits how to play uh eating uh fewer high uh high fat and high sugar foods what is that part of the class is going to talk about 
how can we keep ourselves healthy? And how many of you know you go to the grocery store, money don't go as far as it used to go. So we have to learn how to work within those guidelines. And then also in those um, eight-week classes, there is a curriculum for, as I said, the K-5, to also the teens and the the, uh the sixth graders on up, but also the adults. The kids will be learning about counting money. They'll be learning about um, how to earn, you know, money. How many of you say, you know, money don't grow on trees? And so the kids are going to be learning the value of money, weighing needs and wants, um, talking about ready and set goal, about goal setting um, and, and how to donate. Talking about, uh, you know, barn from one place to another. They're going to be discussing that. And then the adults on the other end. Now, this is all going to be taking place from 11 to 1 on, on um, the Saturdays for eight weeks. It's, for the adults, they're going to be talking about the value and the influences of money. So if you don't have a, uh, a child in that age group, you can still partake of the classes you can still come in and take uh the adult classes is going to be talking about banking income and expenses spending and saving it's even going to go into um credit reports and the borrowing basics just like the children and then it's also going to be talking about managing debt managing debt so um we want to provide everyone the tools um on what we need to do to be able to make it in this day and time so i encourage you go to our website um www.oawcva.com click on the events tab scroll down and you will see the empowering healthy families virtual classes uh announcement there click on the link there is a phone number that you can call um, to get more information. We will send out information to you so that you can register. So I encourage you to do that. Um, and in an effort to um, continue to keep you blessed, to let you walk in an area of blessing, I am encouraging you on today to give to give, to sow your tithes. The Bible, the tithe, you know, we often think about um, tithes. Some of us have been tipping God, but God says, no, don't give me a tip. He says, bring all of your tithe to the storehouse so that there may be meat in my house. But when you tithe, it literally keeps a covering over your finances. It keeps a covering over your thing. The favor of God comes. So giving is not just for for the church. You might say, well, that's all church do but we here at open altar worship center want to practice the spirit of liberality the practice the 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 uh letting it giving be in us and understand the reason why we're giving and so um i encourage you to sow into this ministry um you may not be part of a ministry you want to say pastor wendy i want to sow into open altar worship center well you can do so by texting oawcva to eight uh three 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 one three six two seven eight i know that's a lot the number is eight three three Eight one three six two seven eight, and it should be flashing up on your screen right now. If you go down just before the title slide, um, and then also you can give via Cash App, um, dollar sign Open Altar, dollar sign Open Altar. Um, so I encourage you to give. There you go. You can go to our um, 
uh, website as well, oawcva.com. Um, I need for you to come up under where the red markers are so that the people on the on live stream can see. Um, so we have various ways that you can give, various ways that you can give. So we encourage you to give, encourage you to give. Um, so, but uh, I just want to get into the word of God. This, next week, we're going to be closing out our relationship series. Um, and uh, Pastor Robert's going to be closing that out. And then we're going to be doing a series of messages leading up to Resurrection Sunday. A series of messages reading, leading up to Resurrection Sunday. So let's just pray. Father, we praise you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor, Father. Um, we lift you up on today. We thank you because uh, you are our shepherd. You go before us. You are behind us. You encircle us with your mercy and with your grace. You restore our soul. So we say thank you, God, on today for everything, for everything that you have done and are doing in our life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. So the last um, two Sundays, we missed last Sunday because Pastor Robert and I, uh, went off and we have celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary. So we, amen. So we thank God for that. Had a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, but uh, t- previous Sundays, we were talking about relationships and talking about how important relationships are, how important relationships are. And so we talked about the nation of Israel, the nation of Israel. Um, and, and we talked about that that was level one. Um, think about it in terms of a video game. You know, when you're playing a video game, even on your phone, I see some people playing video games on the phone. Maybe it's on your, but you know, as you achieve one level, you end up getting an award and you're able to go to the next level, right? You're able to advance to the next level or either, um, if you know, say you're in classes in school, if you graduate from one grade level, they allow you to, to be promoted to the next level and so the nation of Israel was at level one remember they were around the um they were around Mount Sinai and God had put a fence there and said look this is far as you can go the second level was when uh Moses Aaron Nadab and Abihu and 70 elders went up to the second level and you remember how I talked about that Jesus literally sat down and ate with them they had the privilege of having a meal um, before with God they had a meal they had an opportunity to sit there and have a, a meal and commune with God so they they went to another level where the nation of Israel were not able to go so what we're going to talk about today is levels three and four levels three and Four. Now, on level three, on level three, um, it's Moses and Joshua. Moses and Joshua. Moses and Joshua. If you hit um, one on the on the mixer, um, not not that mixer, but on the uh, computer mixer, um, Moses and uh, Joshua were able to advance to the next level. You're good. You're good. 
Um, you won't be, uh, if you're watching me via live stream, we're having some technical difficulties, so you won't be able to see the points, um, but we will give them to you. You can also go to our Faith Life app and be able to see them there. Um, but Moses and Joshua are able to go to the third level. So let's turn to Exodus, the 24th chapter and the 13th verse. Exodus 24 and the 13th verse says, so Moses and his assistant Joshua, they set out and Moses climbed up the mountain of God, climbed up the mountain of God, Moses and his assistants. And then it says in verse 14, it says, Moses told the elders, stay here and wait for us until we come back. Aaron and her are here with you. If anyone has a dispute while I'm gone, consult with them. So who was able to, so we had the 74, so now we're breaking it down to just two. Who was able to go to level three? Moses and Joshua. So what made Joshua, I started thinking, what made Joshua, uh, uh, what characteristics or why was Joshua able to go to the next level with, uh, with Moses? For number one, Moses was, was, uh, uh, Moses was training Joshua to be his successor. Joshua was, was going to, uh, 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 once Moses died, Joshua was in training to be the next leader of the children of Israel. But listen to this. This is what really, if you go over, let's go to uh, Exodus 33 and 10. Exodus 33 and 10 says, When the people saw the cloud standing at the tent of meeting, they would stand and bow in front of their own tents. So there was a tent of meeting, and if from, from uh, Exodus 24 through Exodus 13, 33, Moses is on the mountain. He tells them how to build the tabernacle and all of this. And so here we are in Exodus 33. And there is a tent of meeting. And, and Moses would go to the tent of meeting. And what would happen, the people of Israel would get at their tents and they would stand and bow in front of their own tents. But this is key. Look at uh, a verse of 33 and 11. This is why Joshua was... was uh, able to go to level three it says inside the tent of meeting the Lord would do what he would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend listen to this part of it after Moses would return to the camp but the young man who assisted him Joshua would remain in the tent of meeting so no matter what Moses did, he would remain in the tent of meeting. So where, what, what are we taking away? Okay, what are things that Joshua, why was Joshua able to go to level three? First of all, he followed his mentor. He was allowing somebody to lead him. You know, a lot of times we want to be a one man show or I could do this by myself. He followed his mentor. All of us need a mentor. All of us need someone that is there to, to bounce things off of us, to, to sow into our life. I ask you on today, who is sowing into your life? A lot of times in the secular realm, we will get uh, 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 secular mentors, 
mentor me and how to uh, uh, be this and how to be that. We will get those mentors in the world, but who is mentoring you spiritually? Who are you watching spiritually? Who do you have your eyes on spiritually? And then that's not only that. Are they really walking according to the word of God? Whatever, whoever you're listening to, are they walking according to the word of God? Are they just telling you what you want to hear? Or are they telling you some things that maybe you don't want to hear? So Joshua was willing to follow his mentor, Moses. And after Moses left, he was like, wait a minute. He said, Moses, you gone. But it doesn't mean that I have to leave, which brings me to point number two. With, with Joshua, even though Moses followed Joshua, Moses drawing close to God also drew Joshua closer to God. So who we are connected to in a relationship should be drawing us closer to God and not further away from God. We get connected, and I'm listening to this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sometimes we could be so connected to our job instead of it being drawing it closer, instead of our jobs drawing us closer to God, it draws us further away from God. Instead of us taking uh, 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 we're, we're, we pray and we ask God for these positions. We pray and we ask God for these businesses. And what happens is these businesses and these jobs began to consume us so much so that it draws us away from our relationship with God. And when it should be drawing us closer to God. I always say all money ain't good money. I say it all the time. All money ain't good money. Sometimes we take a position or we, if we're in business for ourselves, we take on clients because, oh, we want more money. We want more money. But then we have so many more clients that we have crowded God out. Or we want more hours. Give me more hours. I need more money. I need more money. And so we get more hours and we're working on hours that we're so tired that we cannot even... Uh, uh, draw close to God where we used to be close to God and we used to have a sensitivity to God. We've lost our sensitivity to God because it's been crowded out because of the love of, of getting this and getting that. Let me share something with you. Don't be so anxious. If you would get close to God, my God, he will supply all of your needs. He will open up doors for you that you would not even imagine. Joshua drew close to God through Moses. And I thought about it. You can lead a horse to a water, but you cannot make him drink. The drinking is up to you. You got to be willing to take what's there, the good and the bad. God's favor, God's favor. Listen to this. And, and, and as Notice when Mo, whatever Moses experienced, Joshua experienced it too. So when you are in a position, when you are before God, God's favor is going to rub off on you. God's favor is going to operate in your life. Not only that, um, I, uh, another takeaway from Joshua. Why did Joshua, why was Joshua able to go to the next level? Joshua had the mindset, the desire, the will, and the passion to stay. To stay, come hell or high water, he stayed. 
I'm tired, but I'm going to stay right here, God. I'm not going to get out of uh, communion with you. I'm not going to let this situation cause me to waver in my my passion and my desire and my mindset for you. Um, I'm going to continue to keep moving. Even though I'm hurting, God, I'm going to continue to keep pressing in on you. I'm going to continue to keep loving on you. I told you about this. I lost my mom. Two days after Christmas. So, yes, does it hurt? Absolutely. I was crying on the way coming to church this morning. I was crying yesterday. I was crying Friday. But I refuse to let grief. Grief is a part of death. Yes, it is grief. I'm grieving. But yet I'm not going to let grief overtake me. I'm not going to let life and the things overtake me and consume me. I've got to get up and say, enemy, you're not going to let me be stuck here. I could be stuck. And somebody told me last week, I could be stuck in the then and there. Or I could stay right here in the here and now. What is God doing here? What is God doing now? Or I could be stuck in last month. I could say, well, oh, it didn't work out. Oh, it me- I messed up. Well, you know, all of these what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. That's the then and there. What happened on yesterday? Can you go back and change it? No. And there's some situations that's happening in our life that there is nothing that we can do about it. God has brought us to a place. God has brought us to a a, a situation and a point in time that nobody else can help us but him. And so we have to have a desire and a passion and a will and a mindset to stay in the face of God. And then Joshua, it said everybody else went away, but Joshua stayed. Sometimes you got to stand alone. You got to fight this thing on your own. You got to be right there. You got to be willing. Even if talk, people talk about you, stay. Don't move. Don't go nowhere. You stay right there. So with Joshua, he followed his mentor. Moses drawing close to God also drew Joshua closer to God because he saw how Moses stayed in the face of God. He had a mindset, a desire, will, and passion to stay. And then he was willing to stand alone. So there was a time that Moses actually went up into the inner circle. And let's look at Exodus 24. Now this is level four. This is level four. Level four, level four. Exodus 24 and 15 says, then Moses climbed up the mountain and the cloud covered it. And verse 16 says, and the glory of the Lord settled down on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, God called Moses from inside the cloud and told him to come on up. Come up a little higher. Come up. Moses knew the voice of God. In order to get to the next level, you have to recognize the voice of God and recognize the voice of the enemy. Who's speaking to you? Do you know the voice of God? If you have a hard time hearing God's voice, what does it say? The word will speak to you. Open up the word of God and say, God, speak to me through your word. God spoke to Moses. 
spoke to Moses. And so why was Moses able to be called up a little higher? Number one, and it's going to be found in Exodus 32, 32. Let's read this. It says, but now, and I think I might want to go a little further. This is after Moses had spent 40 days on the, on the mount, on Mount Sinai. God was speaking to him. God was giving him directions on the temple, how to build the temple. And so it's funny because Joshua came to Moses and said, Moses, hey, look, you know, we, we, we got to get down to the mountain. There's some, there's, some, there's some noise going on down at the mountain. And what had happened, Aaron, the people came to, to Moses and said, and not Moses, but the people came to Aaron and said, wait a minute. Uh, Moses been gone a mighty long time. He's delayed coming and we don't know what happened to him. Now, remember that it was the God. They said it was God who brought us up out of Egypt. But if you look in the first part of, of uh, chapter 32, the people began to say, uh, uh, look, Moses is, uh, uh, has been gone too long. And so we need a God. We need somebody to worship. And so Aaron crafted this golden calf for the people to worship. And they were like, this is the God. Now they knew that God had, they had experienced the goodness of God. But now this inanimate object, this gold was now saying, oh, this is what's going to be able to deliver us. You thinking, thank you, Holy Spirit. You thinking your job is going to be able to deliver you from where you're at. That's a golden calf. You're thinking that this person that you're connected with can be able to get you to the next level. That's a golden calf. You're thinking that, oh, let me just do this and it will get me to the next level. We have made certain images and things. And I said before, our cell phone, electronics, television, um, people, things, even the comfort of being at home. We have made it our God. We're saying, oh, this can take me where I need to go. No, the only thing that can take us where we need to go is God. The only thing that can deliver us is is God. And so uh, uh, the people were down there and Moses came down off of Mount Sinai and, and uh, 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 Joshua thought the people were fighting. But Moses said, no, they're, they're, that's music. And they were literally sacrificing, making sacrifices to this idol. What sacrifices are you making to the idols that have been erected in your life? What idols are in your life? I can't speak for you. I knew what mine was and I know what mine was, what they are. And it's like I told you before, I had a person that was an idol and I, and I had to tear that idol down. So what idols have been erected? So uh, um, they were sacrificed and God was going to wipe them out. But look at what Moses said in 32, 32. He says, but now. He says, if you will forgive their sins, God was like, look, I'm going <laughs> to. Forget it. I'm going to take care of these. I'm going to wipe them all out. He says, if you will only forgive their sins, but if not, he said, erase my name from the record you have written. 
So in other words, he was willing to sacrifice his own self. He was willing to sacrifice his own pleasures, his own self for the sake of the people. What are you willing to sacrifice for God? What are you willing to sacrifice to stay closer to God? Because let me tell you what happened. It won't all good because Moses, you know, he said, look, how many of you want to serve uh, 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 the God of Israel? And I think it was 30,000 or something. They came forward and then the rest of them were taken out. But Moses said, look, God, I'm willing to sacrifice my own life. I'm willing to sacrifice my own desires. I'm willing to sacrifice my own time. I'm willing to sacrifice my own dreams just to be close to you. If you don't wipe these people out. That's how much God, I've communed with you. I've got a relationship with you. And so, Lord, I'm making this request. What sacrifices are you making? What sacrifices are you making? Number two, the relationship between God and Moses was not one-sided. So in order to go to the next level, your relationship with God cannot be one-sided. In other words, you, are, you, you, you only give God enough, just enough, but yet you want more from God than what you will give God. You require more from God than what you require to give back to God. Look at this, Exodus 33 and 11. It says, inside the tent of meeting, The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. So in other words, when he got into the presence of the Lord, it wasn't just all God, you know, give me this. God, give me that. Oh, Lord, I got this situation. Please work it out, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I, I, I call on you and, you know, work this out, God. I, I, I'm in this trap. We do that. We get in front of God and we're pleading to God and we're pouring out our cares and our concerns. And we want God to move on our behalf. We want God's favor in our life. But Do you ever sit in quietness before the Lord without even asking him nothing? You know, even even over in the New Testament, it said, look, don't don't come before God with a bunch of vain repetitions. In other words, you just coming and coming and coming and you coming. You ever been with somebody and, you know, all they want to do is give you their problems and you can't tell them your problems. Y'all ever been there before? It's like, man, all I hear is bad news. It's like, oh, it's like I, I'm hurting. I got, you know, I, can we just talk? Let's not even talk about our problems. Let's just talk about how good the day is. Let's just talk about how nice the weather is. Let's just talk about, matter of fact, I know we both have problems. We can compare problems all day long. Let's talk about the goodness of God. Let's find a scripture and talk about that. It's like, you know, God, one-sided. You don't want to be in, in, a, in a conversation and a person is talking at you instead of talking with you. Y'all ever had that? They talk at you instead of with you? You know, they, they, you don't even get a word in and, 
You don't even get to answer before you get to answer. They gone on to the next thing. But I was getting ready to say, and I'm, I'm that way because my head is moving. So I'm constantly thinking of my next thought. I don't want to forget what I want to say. But you know what? We got to learn sometimes to sit and listen before God. Let God speak to us. Stop going to him with all of your problems. He's there for that. That's so good. But if you allow him to speak to you, he already knows about your problems. He already knows everything that there is about you. He knows the beginning and the end of your life. So let's sit there and listen sometimes. Hear what God has to say. He might give you some answers and you wouldn't even have to breathe the breath of your problem. Because he already got the answer. So, and the thing is, is, is Moses was willing to talk to God even though he visibly could not see God. Are you willing to stay in the face of God even when you don't see anything happening? Even when you are still hurting? Even when you are still upset? Even when you're still mad? Are you willing to stay in the face of God even though you see nothing happening? They that wait on the Lord, he shall do what? He shall renew their strength. He shall cause them to mount up on wings as eagles. But the first thing is, is that they that wait. We got to learn to wait in the presence of God. You know, we're so quick to get up and I'm gone. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm late. I got to get to work. Or, you know, I got a phone ring. Turn the phone off. You know, wait before God. You're waking up late and not able. You're giving, now me, lay me down to sleep and and let me read a script. Well, I read my devotional today, but did you let the devotional speak to you? Did you let God speak to you through the devotional? Maybe you need to get up earlier. Daylight savings time is, you know, or stay up a little later. Whichever way you want to do it. But number three, Moses had a desire to know God's ways and understand God. That's why Moses was able to move into the, to the inner circle with God. Exodus 33 and 13 says, listen to this. He says, uh, if it is true that you look favorably upon me, God, if you look favorably upon me, then Lord, let me know your ways, God. I want to know your ways. I want to know you. After my mom passed, I I just felt like that I didn't know God as much as I should and been saved for, I don't, God knows, oh, since 1987. I've been saved, but really knowing God in an intimate way. And so I began to say, God, I need to know you more intimately. I need to know you. I I, I, got to know you closer, God. Let me know your ways, God. God, what's your way? What's your way of doing things? Show it to me. Open it up. You ever been at a point that you don't quite understand what's going on in your life? You don't quite understand what God is doing? You're like, God, what in the world? And you're, you're, you're saying, I, I, I can't make sense of what's happening in my life. But if you go before God and say, God, make sense of this mess right here. Make sense of what's going on here. 
And I'm, I'm saying it from my perspective now and the things that I'm going through. Didn't understand why my mom was taken out of here. She wasn't old. She wasn't sickly. Nothing like that. She just day after Christmas just left. Just moment. I won't prepare for it. And because I won't prepare for it, I had so many questions and, and was like, God, I, you know, I don't understand this. And so uh, I, I began to ask God like Moses. Moses said, God, I want to know your ways. But not only that, I want to understand you more fully. God, I got to understand you. God, ask Look, Moses asked this question. If he asked it and God gave him understanding, if he showed Moses his ways, can we not ask those same questions to God and he not answer us? He had a desire to understand God's way and understand God. And then number four, we have to understand that we cannot make it without God. Stop trying to do things on your own. Stop trying to figure it out on your own. Listen to what Moses said. Moses told, asked God, he said, Exodus 33 and 13. He says, then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. God, I am going to stay right here. If you're not going to go with me, I'd rather stay right here. A lot of us are moving and God ain't with us. A lot of us have moved out of God's timing. A lot of us have moved out of the ark of safety because of decisions and our wants and things that we felt like we wanted. And we knew doggone well. We felt it in our spirit. That God said, no, it's not for you to do that. It's not for you to connect with that person. And so we, we have lost and we have moved out of the presence of God. But Joshua said, look, I can't do anything without you. We have to come to a point. God gives us certain skills, abilities and talents. But it's. God gave them to us. So we cannot let, let those skills and abilities cause us to become high-minded, cause us to become arrogant, cause us to become lackadaisical. Because guess what? In a moment, all of those skills and abilities can be wiped out and gone. We need God. We have to come to a point. Moses said, God, if you don't personally go with me, I don't need an imitation. I don't need a replica. I don't need a, 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 a lookalike. But God, I need you to go with me, to personally be with me. Do you get up in the morning and say, God, I need you to be with me this day? I, I tell you what, try it. And I, I, I'm going I'm to tell on my own little self. I think it was Friday. It was. It was Friday. I, I got up, got up a little late, and um, ran out of time. Ran out of time. Got distracted. And I didn't have my quality time with God. See, I have to do it in the morning. Because if I don't do it in the morning, it's like my whole day goes around. And literally, I didn't have my devotion time with God. 
And I looked up and 3.30 had came and it was like my day was gone. It was like just sucked out. I'm like, my goodness. And I had to look at, I mean, just where did the day go? And I did not accomplish all that I wanted to accomplish. But when I sit before God and say, God, look, today I need you to be with me. I need you to keep my mind today. I need you to to keep my emotions. I need you to keep my tongue. I need you to keep my eyes so they don't wander to the wrong thing. I need you to keep my ears today. I need you to personally be with me today. Help to keep me on track. Because if you don't go with me, Nothing that I do will be successful. I can't thrive without you. We cannot thrive without God. Think about this. And I thought about this. And I'm, I got one more point And I'm getting ready to close. Pastor Robert and I, we go out to various places. And I'm an appetizer queen. I love getting an appetizer. And... So Pastor Robert always tells me, he says, look, don't eat too much now. He said, because you know your food. And he has the discipline to eat just a little bit of the appetizer and leave the rest. I don't have no discipline. Not in that area. I will eat the appetizer. And so when the main course comes, I don't have my appetite for that like I used to. Now, think about it. You come into the restaurant, you get a menu, and you're looking at the appetizer, and you, you know you're coming there for the entree. And so the entree is really what you want to get to. But then you say, well, oh, let me just order an appetizer. Many of us are getting filled off of the appetizer versus getting filled off of the entree. What am I saying? What am I, where am I trying to draw this analogy to? Moses didn't want an appetizer. He was like, look, God, I just don't want a little bit of you, but I want the full course meal. I want everything that you have to give me. A lot of us are getting by on an appetizer. An appetizer is a little bit of God. God, you know, or either when we get into trouble, we call on God. And then when everything is going well, we don't need God anymore. Okay, God, I can slack up here. I can slack. That's the appetizer. You've gotten full off of the appetizer instead of understanding that the appetizer was just a preparation to the full meal. Sometimes you might need to skip the appetizer and say, God, look, I just need the full meal. God, I need for you to be with me. Stop trying to get by on a little bit of God. And a lot of us do it. We try to get by on a little bit or give God a little bit and keep the rest for ourselves. God, I'm going to give you a little bit, but I'm going to keep the entree. God says, no, I want all of you. He says, come unto me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come, all, all of, all of you've got to come. All of you. Moses understood he couldn't make it without. The last one is Moses desired God's presence. He desired God's presence. Let's look at 33 and 16 as I close. 33 and 16 says, how will anyone know that you look favorably upon me? On me and on your people, not just me, because if favor is going to be on me, it's going to be on the people of God as well. You know, when favor is on somebody's life and you hang out with that person, guess who's going to get the part of that benefit to you are. So it says, if you don't go with us, 
For your presence among us sets your people apart. Listen to that. Your presence, God's presence on your life sets you apart from everybody else. So when you are in the presence of God, his, his presence literally rests on you. And it sets you apart from your enemies. It sets you apart from everybody else. And I, I think about how sometimes there are things that I don't know. But I, I said, God, help me to figure this out. Help me to figure. I have not had no formal education in this, nothing whatsoever. But when I sit before God, God literally will make it click. Make it click. He will give me the answer and it sets me apart from everyone else. Not that I'm so great or grand. But then it says in verse 17, it says, And the Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked for. For I look favorably on you and I know you by name. And Moses responded, God, since your favor is on me, and since your favor is going to set me apart from the rest of the world, then God, I want you to show me your presence. I want to see it, Father. I want to experience your presence. Moses had a desire for God's presence. Do you desire God's presence on today? Moses had a desire to regularly commune with God. A greater desire for God's presence. Do you have a greater desire to be in God's presence? And think about this. I was, I was thinking, you remember how God would, Moses was in God's presence and God told Moses, hey, look, you know, you, you better go down there. These people are, I'm going to just use, you know, they're they out of control. God spoke to Moses. Now here he is experiencing the greatness of God, but now he's troubled in the presence of God and has to go down and deal with sin. Sometimes when we get into the presence of God, it can be either pleasurable or sometimes it's going to disturb us. What do I mean disturb us? When we get into the presence of God, God is going to sometimes show us our sins to deal with. When we get in his presence, he's going to show us our sins. He's going to show us. I need you to get that attitude right. He's going to show us. I need you, but he's going to do it in a loving way. You understand what I'm saying? I need you to get your tongue straight. You're, you're sharp at your tongue. You got wandering eyes. You're looking at the wrong thing. God will literally reveal to you what's inside of you. That's troubling because nobody wants to see themselves, right? You look in the mirror and you think you're looking good. But there's a whole nother thing coming. Man looks at the outward appearance. God looks on the inside. And so when we go before God, sometimes his presence is going to show us what's on the inside. We can get up in here and shout and hallelujah and, you know, all of this. But God looks beyond what's coming out of your mouth. And he looks at the inside. And he says, I want to get that right too. Living life from the inside out, not from the outside in. But then also God's presence will also strengthen us. So when we get into the presence of God, he says, I want to strengthen you. There's times that I know you can handle the, 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 uh, what I'm going to tell you. But then there's times I just need for you 
to lay here. Let me hug you. Let me love on you. Let me strengthen you. God wants people who are hungry for him and want to spend time with him. Nobody wants to be in a relationship that you don't want to spend time with nobody. You ever been in a relationship where you're doing all the giving? You're doing all the doing? And it ain't, I'm not talking about male. I'm not talking, I'm just talking about friendships too. You know, cousins, uncles, that's relationships. You know, you in relationships to where you are always giving and getting nothing in return. God wants to spend time with us. He's not looking for us just to go to church, just to, uh, for people to watch on live stream. Thank God for you. But he wants people who are connected to him and have a desire for him. So we have to stop looking at God as just the blesser or, or, or looking at him as being the blessing. I want blessings. But saying, God, you are the blesser of my life and I have to stay in your presence. I'm not satisfied with being at level one. I'm not satisfied with being at level two. I'm not satisfied at being at level two, uh, three. I want to go to level four. And be with you, knowing that I cannot make this thing. I can't do this thing without you. I want to ask you today, have you lost your passion and your desire and your will and hunger for a greater sense of God? Have you lost it? It's okay. You can get it back. You can get it back. We can get it back. All we have to do is come to God and say, God, you know, look, I'm not as hungry for you as I used to be. I'm dealing with something right now, God, that's distracting me and taking me away from you. Lord, I I, I need to come closer. Help me to come closer. He's there. We just got to come. You know what I'm saying? He never left. We just need to make the time, the sacrifices have the will and the desire to get into the presence of God. How do we get into the presence of God? By setting aside quality time to spend with him in his word. Listening maybe to some praise music. And letting God speak to you. Tuning out all of the distractions that are around you. And say, God, speak to me. I want to see your face. If that's you on today, if that's you on today, we want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. We want to be able to connect with you. If you want to, if you want to say, look, I've never experienced the closeness of God. I've never experienced a relationship with him. We want to bring you there today. So if, if, if you want to reconnect with God or you want to connect to God and, and give your life to him, let's just bow our heads right now. Father, I pray right now that you would just help us, Father, to have a greater desire for you. 
For those, God, who do not know you as their personal Savior, Jesus, we, uh, 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 I just say, pray this prayer with me right now. Just say, Lord, I give you my heart. I surrender my life to you. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that your blood was shed on Calvary just for me. That was a sacrifice you made just for me. And I believe, hallelujah, that you died just for me. And I accept you into my heart. Not only did you die, but you rose again. And you're sitting at the right hand side of the father making intercession for me. You're my big brother. And so I receive you into my heart and I say, forgive me for all of my sins. Forgive me for my hangups. Forgive me, Father, in the name of Jesus. Even if I am saved, I say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for my lack of desire. Forgive me for my lack of passion. Forgive me, Father, for for trying to make this a relationship between you and I one-sided. But God, I'm coming back to you. And I want to get closer to you. Help me. Take me by the hand, Holy Spirit. Help me to get closer to God. Reveal yourself to me, Father, through your word. God, and we will say that we declare and decree that we will remove every distraction. You're not going to move them from us, but we have to do it ourselves. And so we say that we will do it. So that, God, we can walk in the fullness of your blessing. So that we can have your favor upon us. So that, God, it can be a communion, a relationship that's close where you talk to me and we we talk to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. So if that was you on today, I want you to text OA Connect to 55498. OA Connect to 55498. We just want to just drop us a line and say, hey, look, Pastor Wendy, this message really t- touched my heart. If you want to, if, if, you, if you recommitted your life, uh, text Restart to 55498. Restart to 55498 and say, look, I rededicated my life and I really want to know more. I want to to be able to dig in a little more. You know, we're not we're not trying to force you, but we just want to be able to help you along your journey. Even if you're struggling, we want to be able to help you along your journey. So text OA Connect to 55498 so that we can just. Hey, maybe pray together. Maybe read a scripture or two together. We want to be here for you. Maybe it's to give you communion virtually. Let's, let's, let's connect. Um, we want to be here for you. We are here for you. So until we see everybody next week, we just praise God for you. Thank you for uh, watching us virtually. Thank you for joining us. We praise God for you. Um, And we just look forward. We look forward to seeing you on next Sunday, next Sunday at 10 o'clock. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Thank you. If you have not gotten your your offerings together, I ask that you do so now. And go ahead on and put them in the giving containers over there. If you need to give at the kiosk, the kiosk is over there. Um, and you can give via the kiosk. I'm going to give you a moment to, to uh, take care of that. 
give you a moment to take care of that. We definitely want you guys to be blessed here um, at Open Altar Worship Center. And uh, that is through, you, you definitely can be blessed through your giving, through your giving. Um, uh, we have, we are going to be doing a sermon series on giving as we lead up to Resurrection Sunday. A lot of times um, people uh, shirk or not shirk, but they, they, you know, they get upset. You know, when, when, when the church talks about giving, but that's something that needs to be taught. Amen. We need to be taught that. Are we off the air, Pastor Robert? Um, we need to be taught that. Yes, we do. Um, hold on. No, I was just saying. Let me stop, stop this right here. I was recording the service. Um, but we need to be taught that. And, and the thing is, is that, and I've realized 